Okay, I'm glad you're here. I want to tell you a great story that happened to me last night in Tel Aviv. I'm going down the street of Dizengoff. Now, Dizengoff is like the, the main street of Tel Aviv, and there's cafe after cafe, dozens and dozens of people in each one of these places. It's thriving. It's 10.30 at night on a Monday, and the city is just so alive and fantastic to see. So I'm walking with my brother and my wife and my nephew, my brother's young son. He's about 12 years old. And we walk by one of these cafes, and one of the bartenders, this woman who's dressed in black with face piercings, runs out of the bar and calls to my brother, like, stop, stop. And and we stop, and she turns to my brother, and she says, do you remember me? And I'm thinking, okay, what's about to happen? Like, <laughs> there's a story, we're at ground zero for an amazing story here. So my brother says, of course I remember you. And it turns out, uh, by the way, my son just got married. So mazel tov, mazel tov. A few days ago, there was a little beach party before the event, a few days before, and she was working the party. And my brother and her struck up a conversation. And my brother was asking for, you know, just like advice, like what to do in Israel. And from her perspective, as a quote unquote secular Jew talking to another quote unquote secular Jew, she was like, well, you know, I don't know if I'd recommend going to Jerusalem. Uh, Tel Aviv is really the cultural capital of the country, and I, I really think that you're going to have uh, a better time here. Anyway, she sees my brother, and, you know, a whole, I could tell you a whole series of stories, like just how amazing the timing was that she even saw him, okay? So just keep that in mind. She sees him, runs up to him, and says the following. I've been thinking about our conversation ever since. And she said, how could I have told you not to go to Jerusalem? How could I have ever told you to do that? I was thinking, maybe you're going to go, and who knows, maybe it can change your entire life. You'll be so inspired. Now, can you imagine that's coming from a quote-unquote secular Jew, you know, with face piercings talking to another quote-unquote secular Jew? And the amazing part is, is that, you know, obviously it was in her heart that she wanted to be able to, to take it all back. And God gave her that opportunity. And she, when she got the opportunity, she literally ran in order to take it. And can I tell you something even better? My brother went anyway. Not only did he go, but he took his his son, and his son had a heart-opening experience and loved it. And here she was able to be, on top of everything else, reassured that he went anyway. Maybe she would have been thinking, like, I stopped him from going, like, for the remainder of however long she was going to think about that, right? Now she got reassured that she didn't stop him, that he went anyway. And she was able to take back her words. How can I tell you not to go to Jerusalem? How can I say anything bad about Jerusalem? Amazing, right? Amazing, amazing, amazing. So, Shavuos is in a few days. And that's the new year of fruit trees, believe it or not. And basically, all the fruit, all the divrei Torah that we're going to be saying over the next year... It's all being determined right now. How much fruit we're going to have for the coming year. 
It's a din, it's a judgment in Ruchnius, in Torah, in spirituality. How, 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 you know, each person is compared to a tree. So, so now we're going to be producing fruit and how much fruit? So, so we have to daven. We have to daven that. I don't know if you have fruit trees. I grew up in New York City on 79th Street and Broadway. So, but I've got two little lemon trees in my backyard. They come up to about my waist, you know, but they, they produce lemons. And then I've had them for a bunch of years and, you know, just, just the way it goes. Some years, there's a few lemons. Other years, there's an abundance, an abundance of lemons. And so we have to pray that this should just be a year where there's an abundance of inspiration, an abundance of different Torah. That's the fruit. That's the fruit. And um, toward that end, let me just share with you the following from Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. You know, one of the key organizational principles in terms of Jerusalem, really grasping how God has organized the world, how he structured the world, is that we have vessels and we have light. Okay? There's light no matter what, because the only thing that exists is God. All that exists is God. And one of the highest names for Hashem is Or Ein Sof, light without end. So we have light. But now, but now, in addition to light, you know what we need? Is vessels. You need vessels to hold the light. Right? God is already there. God is already one. But the whole story of creation is the revelation of his oneness. You know, so many people think in the back of their minds that by believing in God, you're creating God. Right? The philosophers used to debate with each other is... God a thought in my head, or am I a thought in God's head? <laughs> Believe me, we're thoughts in God's head. And God doesn't have a head, right? He makes heads. So God already exists, whether you believe in him or not, which is the amazing thing. He's so patient with us and so loving that even as we proclaim that he doesn't exist, so many people who do, right? He's still giving them life. The Tamar Devorah, the Ramak, one of the greatest Kabbalists says, that even as a thief reaches into another man's pockets, where does the thief's strength come from? So it's all God. It's all God. And then God is so patient with us. If we do something right, it's so awesome. And if we do something wrong, he's so patient. And he gives us the ability to rectify whatever it is that we've done wrong. Remember, in Torah, you never fall off the wagon. Because if you fall off the wagon, you fall onto another wagon. If you do something wrong, there's always another mitzvah that you have, which is the ability to correct whatever that we did wrong. There's always that mitzvah of tshuva. So Rebbe Nachman of Breslov, remember, we're talking about lights and vessels. The light is always there. But we get to be a vessel and create vessels, which is the revelation of that light. That's the awesome opportunity of what it means to be alive in this world. So what is the vessel to receive the Torah. The Torah is coming down. It's all Torah, right? But we get to receive the Torah, especially on Shavuos, right? Especially this Saturday night, this Motzei Shabbos. We get that extra opportunity. So how do you make that vessel to hold the light? So Rebbe Nachman of Breslov points out that we count 49 days, and then the 50th day we get the Torah. 
Well, guess what? You want to hear something absolutely mind-blowing? There are 12 tribes in Israel. And when all 12 tribes are together, that's oneness. And guess what? If you count the letters of all 12 tribes and add them up, the names, right? All the letters and all the names of the 12 tribes, guess how many letters there are? 49. 49. In other words, that's the vessel. When all of us are together, that creates the oneness which reveals the oneness. Do you understand? Unbelievable. Even the word kli, vessel itself, testifies to achdus, to oneness. The Magalia Mukos says kli is chaf lamid yud, kohen levi Yisrael. When all of us are together as a people, we create that vessel to hold the light. Now, the Bnei Yisachar says something else, another way to understand the 49. So 49 is 32 plus 17, Lev Tov. In other words, how do you know that you're part of the solution? How do you know that you're part of the oneness? And the answer is, if you have a Lev Tov, if you have a good heart, that adds up to 49, then you're part of the oneness, right? So God should bless us <clears throat> with a Lev Tov. With a good heart, that we should see, that we should be part of the oneness, that we should be part of the revelation of the oneness, that we should see oneness in each other. And every time that we do that, every time that we do that, we create that vessel for oneness to reveal the oneness of God. And I'll go one step deeper. You see, when we were at Mount Sinai, the Torah talks about how we encamped at Mount Sinai, but the Torah uses a very interesting language. It says, Vayichan Sham Yisrael which is in this singular, that we, the, the Jewish people, encamped at Mount Sinai. It's in the singular. should be in the plural because it's talking about over two million people. So Rashi says it's in the singular because we were like one person with one heart. Okay, so now listen to this. One heart, how do you say that in Hebrew? Like one heart is lev echad. That means one heart. Now guess what? The word echad is the numerical value 13. And you know what else is the numerical value 13? The word love, ava. So when your heart is filled with love, you also create oneness. Now listen to this. Let's even go deeper than that. The Pischei Sharem, Rav Yitzhak Chaver, says echad, oneness, right? Like one heart. We have to be one heart. Echad is also, we just said, the gematria number 13. Now that's one way to spell the letter Vav. Okay, Vav is the ultimate connection, but we're going to explain it even deeper in a second, the connection to heaven and earth. And we ourselves are the letter Vav. Now the way you spell the letter Vav is Vav, Aleph, Vav. Vav is six, Aleph is one, that's seven, Vav is six, that adds up to 13. So in other words, Lev Echad, to have one heart, means that you put the letter Vav into your heart. 
In other words, you connect your heart to the highest reaches of heaven. And can I tell you something unbelievable? In the Chumash itself, in the Torah itself, that when it describes the giving of the Torah, it says it came from the heart of heaven. Right? Again, God doesn't have a heart. He doesn't have any physicality. He makes hearts. But he uses this language so that we can grasp what we need to do to reach those special places that God is shining from. So it came from the heart of heaven. So when we connect our heart, leave echad, and make one heart, we bring that heart that's in heaven all the way down to our heart by having a leve echad. Remember, echad is love. That's the connection between the heart below and the heart above. And it all becomes the revelation of God's will, of oneness. So, remember that woman dressed in black with the face piercings, running, running to do tshuva, running to say to my brother, how can I ever, ever say anything bad about Jerusalem? Right? So let's all be together. Let's give each other the benefit of the doubt. And if you don't understand something, before you start accusing the other person, think in your heart for a moment, maybe I don't understand what the situation is. Right? We're so quick to know, and then we're so quick to accuse Maybe let's just take a moment whenever we have a negative thought. Maybe I don't understand it. And you know, when you say that to yourself, you know what happens? You create peace and you open your heart for that revelation of oneness.